Hope you're not religious, do you? Hope, hope you're not spookily r religious and scared of. Were you gonna uh, say spookily wookily? Jesus. Sp no. Okay. I, I hope you're not spookily wookily scared of Jesus and uh, devils and I'm, demons. I mean, I was raised demons. Extremely Baptist and Methodist, so I'm terrified of demons. Everything. Demons. 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 It it might only be because I watch um. Uh, 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 what, what's, what's the, what's the, into the looking, not into the looking Marriage guys. Story? No, yes, I watch Marriage Story. Uh, so, knife. The Philip Pullman books, the, um, his dark materials, they call them daemons and they spell it like that. I think that's where I get it from. Because I, I would be saying daemons throughout this entire thing if I saw it written out like that. What? Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, it, 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 it's because it's a Latin word. It's it's not English. So it's like That's demons, it. demons. Demons. Uh, of, of course, the thing also is like you see it written as A-E, so you think A. Yeah. But it's not, it's a, oh, I forget the term. It's more like um, demons. Sure. Yeah. Um, There's a term for the specific thing that the, the A-E is called. I would. It's fine. Anyway, hi. We watched an episode of Doctor Who today. Why am I the one having to do this? Well, you're having a panic it's attack. It's called the Demons. It is. How did it go, dear? Uh, demony. Lot of Demon Satan. Demonic? Lot of uh, shitty Christian people and anti-gay and a lot of that. Praise be. Normal Christian stuff. Yeah. Well. Praise what be. What is it? Protestant? Typographic ligature. Yeah. Stuff like that. Anyway, we see a house and it's dark and it's stormy and there's a pub and a man and his dog walk out of it. The dog gets loose, runs away, uh, and then they both die. So that sucks. Yay. And a woman... Uh, is does magical witchy stuff and she's like he died of fright please listen to me and the doctor's like no shut the fuck up and he drives away uh there's also a tv set nearby and people are doing things there and joe is talking about how it's a season of aquarius and the occult and stuff and i believe in these things and the doctor's like can you fucking not and then the doctor's fixing Bessie, and it drives off and all around all by itself, and totally not by the person crouched down below the dashboard. And Joe and Yates apparently want to watch the show about a burial chamber at the Devil's End. And there's supposedly a curse in the cavern at the Devil's End underneath the church. And apparently there's someone digging into the Devil's Hump... And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it at the witching hour because that means it's more popularity for me. And he's like, I think there's treasure under here. And it's the time for Beltane, which is the second greatest witches festival aside from Halloween or All Hallows Whoa. Eve, whatever. Uh, there's actually, what is it actually called? I forget. Cabbage night? No, there's, it, it ends with the word night. I don't know. Cabbage or, night. Oh. Yes. Uh, I think it starts with... It's a real thing. S? Saint... Sab... Samhain. 
That's what it is. Um, yeah. And the witchy lady from earlier comes up and she's been protesting here all week. She's like, I'm a white witch and you should stop doing this. And the, the, the doctor sees this and she's like, yeah, no, she's right. They need to leave for some reason. And let's go. In a nearby bar, men are all, all arguing about how women are very crazy. But one guy says, it's been really spooky lately. Maybe she's right. And we also see uh, Bobby walking by and the winch comes by, which comes by. And she's like, dude, you're doing a good job. And then the wind blows really hard and she starts chanting some stuff to make it stop. But behind her, the police officer picks up a rock and tries to kill her. But she stops him right before he does that. Um, the, the wind also fucks with the doctor, making him drive the wrong direction so he can't get there. Uh, a man stops the witch, wonders why the fuck she's there at this church. And then the man she's looking for that she came here for walks up and it's... It's the fucking master again. Because of course it is. Meanwhile, the brigadier is a carnival ringleader now. And he goes off to do that. And the master mindwashes the witch into not being concerned. But it doesn't work because she's strong of will. And she's like, fuck off. And he's six the... I'm a witch. <laughs> the grumpy gate man after her so that she can't get away. Uh, meanwhile, Joe and the doctor get lost, but are finally headed on their way. The doctor makes it to the bar, asks for directions. Someone says he's wearing a wig, and Joe's like, listen, I'll, t I'll take care of this. And the master is now learning about what happened, learns the doctor's here, and he goes, send someone uh, elsewhere to go deal with some stuff. Master puts on a Satan cloak, uh, while everyone else is in normal boring cloaks. And the BBC is now back at the hub, because it's the witching hour. The doctor's racing there, the master's doing ritual shit, a tree has fallen in the middle of the road, stopping the doctor, so they run instead. And sadly, they break through the wall before he can get there, and there's some huge whooshes of wind, and he runs inside, and the Satan statue that we see, this gargoyle, has like glowy eyes and is moving now, and there's kind, kind it's kind of a cave-in, they kind of just threw some dirt at them. And uh, Joe's sad because the doctor's dead, and that's the episode. The doctor is dead. Doctor is dead. Yep. <sighs> okay, so this is a lot of fun with this episode. This is kind of like a really, really influential episode because it's kind of different to a lot of what else was being shown in the past of this season. Um, but... Um, First of all, the writer, Guy Leopold, is a pen name for uh, Barry Letts, who, as we've discussed previously, a producer who uh, wanted to direct and he also wanted to write, but technically he's not allowed to write on his own show. Um, uh, so he had to come up with a pen name and have someone else also with him to have writing credits on it. Um, another thing... Throughout this entire episode, they were they were very careful not to they were very careful not to offend people with religious persuasions. Um, the area under, for example, uh, area under a church later on is referred to only as a cavern, never a crypt. Um, this was a directive given by the BBC to the producer in order to cause a, to risk causing offence, uh, but. To the director's amazement, no mention of God was permitted to be made in the story's dialogue as it was considered blasphemous, mm -hmm. although references to the devil were completely acceptable. 
they were completely fine to say whatever they want and mention any satanic things they wanted. They just weren't allowed to mention God or uh-huh. anything uh, Christian. That's um, kind of the closest weird. they get is is saying the word fallen angel. Um, it's probably the closest they ever get. But um, there's that's just the beginning of everything in this. Uh, um, <laughs> it's also the only Doctor Who episode to have a typographic ligature with the AE. Um, that's a fancy little bit for you. The rest of them are all boring English. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this is John Pertwee's favourite serial the, that he ever did. And also it was chosen by fans to represent John Pertwee's era of Doctor Who at a um, uh, Doctor Who marathon that they did on the 40th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, for In the UK. Um, okay. What happens in the next episode, dear? Wasn't that the one where the Master was... No, that's the next episode. And I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Gotcha. Um, Unit has been watching uh, a sports ball game. And then he's like, oh, shit, we missed uh, the BBC digging that hole. They flip over and they see Joe crying over the doctor's dead body. And they're like, oh, let's go do something about it, I guess. The master is doing some sacrificial knife shit, commands everyone around him to go hang out and don't be conspicuous. And BBC guy says the doctor is dead, but they want to... Uh, get to him, get him to another doctor to unfreeze him and see if it will work because he's frozen solid, by the way, for some reason. Yuna just wants to go down and check on them, uh, but apparently the doctor died for realsies and Joe is crying a lot over it. But then the the doctor who's taking care of the doctor, I know, I know, doctor who's taking care of the doctor, uh, he's like, oh, actually he's okay, we just gotta warm him up. But it's it's weird, it sounds like he has, huh, sounds like he has two heart. that's weird. Um, anyway, don't worry about that. Joe calls into unit, asks Mike to come down and help them, but then the phone line's cut off. Meanwhile, a cop is now guarding the hump. I didn't think those would be words I would say in this year, 2021, but even though there's some red eyes, uh, in the hump, uh, doing a glow, uh, the master's head heads back down to mutter some words. And then there's some earth-shaking footsteps happening, and the cop uh, gets scared, probably dies. And then the master, like, smirks a little bit and walks away. Uh, there's a, a helicopter flying around, and they see some giant weird hoof marks in the ground. And it's unit, and they want to figure out what the fuck is up with that, but they need to check on Joe. Joe is really scared, and it's all really bad and devilish and sulfury. And Benton is like, I'm going to go look at the hoof prints. And the other, and Mike's like, yeah, okay. The the brig learns that his helicopter was taken, and that's what finally gets him up to do something about what's happening. Bitten hears uh, a lady screaming, and finally finds the witchy lady in a trunk. But the dude who tied her up is coming back, so they hide in the sacrifice room, and notice the gargoyle is gone. Uh, he comes back downstairs though with a gun, and Bitten does a fight, and then they're doing a fight. And a fight, and then he accidentally stands on this evil symbol and gets knocked out. And they walk outside, and it gets really windy, and they're at, at gunpoint, and there's some video effects and some fire, and then they run away. But Gun Guy is like trying to defend himself from something that we can't see, and there's big footsteps, and it's he's dead, I guess. <sighs> Meanwhile, Weird. Joe and the doctor are dealing with an earthquakey thing. 
and more effects, but it wakes up the doctor because that's how it works. And uh, a van driver is headed to Devil's Hump, uh, but he's like, oh no, everything's weird. And he jumps out of his van and then it explodes for some reason. And meanwhile, the doctor thinks he's got it figured out, but he's got to make sure. And Benton and the witch come in and she calls Benton fat for a minute. And then apparently the devil was real and she saw it. It was like 30 feet high. It had horns. The doctor also then figures out about the master while the brig drives up to the burning van. And he's like, what the fuck? And he points a stick down the road and the tip of it catches fire. Uh, so there's probably a barrier there. And then the doctor and Joe go to pick up Bessie while the brig tries to get in from the south instead. Spoilers, doesn't work. So he goes to call in D8s, talk to them. Also learns about the master. Joe and the doctor get back to the dig site, find the dead guard, head inside, start to talk about things, but then a gargoyle like runs in uh, and basically stops them in the middle of their plot explaining conversation. And... <laughs> The doctor's like, look at this piece of metal. It's like a spaceship. but It's tiny, but it weighs a lot. You probably couldn't lift it, and the gargoyle attacks them. And that's it. You gargoyle-a-tax-them. And sort of saying some 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 weird things. Uh-huh. Um, Dia was like, "What are they saying? Like, is is this Latin? Doesn't really sound like Latin." Uh, that's I not, like, oh, that's yeah, I'm pretty sure. Latin. I, I I'm pretty sure it's Latin. Um, it's not, I checked. Apparently. It's not Latin. And Dia was like, "Oh, okay. Is it some other language? No, <laughs> it is. And you're not gonna believe this." It mm. is the nursery rhyme Mary had a little, little lamb spoken backwards. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking It was originally going me? to be the Lord's Prayer spoken backwards, but the BBC was like, no, 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 you can't do that. So like, okay, Mary had a little lamb then. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking Mary had a little lamb. Uh-huh. <gasps> Oh, it's so good. Um, uh, okay, so we're going to get into a little bit of a, a kind of a joke that was a joke at the time that you probably didn't understand, because it probably went over your head. It went over my head until I started reading about it, too. So, the Archaeological Dig is pr- broadcast on BBC Three, uh, which, at the time of broadcast, there was no such thing as BBC Three. Remember... These episodes in the 70s, these ones with John Pertwee, are supposedly set in the future on Earth. We'll get more into the unit dating controversy in the 80s when it actually becomes very important to talk about. Um, Needless to say, all you need to know right now is the general idea, for those who don't remember, the general idea is that John Pertwee's episodes, from his first one to basically the end of his tenure and some of the next Doctor's tenure... Uh, all of the ones that are set on Earth are not set in the 70s when the episodes were produced. They're set in the 80s, possibly. It's a vague future, generic future that's not really mentioned because they didn't want to set a specific time. That becomes a problem when someone else comes along and sets a specific time for things, but we'll get to it later. Um, 
So at the time when this was broadcast, there was no such thing as BBC Three. So it was like a ha ha ha. Okay, so this is set in the future. Um, the writers and producers of the episode perhaps felt that BBC Three was only a few years off, uh, so they could sneakily set it in the very dis- very very close future of the late seventies. Uh, it made sense at the time uh, to include the little nods to the future as was the intent of, you know, the entire production staff sort of unit error stories to be set in the slight future. However, this trick falls on modern falls flat on modern audiences because in real life BBC3 wasn't launched until 2003, which if you try and translate that into um you know, Doctor Who, it's like, okay, so that means this episode isn't broadcast until the 21st century, which means this is set in the 21st century, which means that this is all happening the same time as, like, the stuff with Rose is going on. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, it's a aberration in the unit dating controversy. There's so many more things that are more important to talk about with that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's meant to be like a little hint nod, haha, <laughs> yeah. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, it's set in the future. Uh-huh. Um, so there's the between the director and 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 uh, John Perwey, their relationship was a little bit strained throughout all of the stuff that they have worked on together. For example, wh- uh, plans to film one night on Sunday were shelved so that Pertwee could perform one of his regular cabaret engagements in Portsmouth on a Saturday night and then have the Sunday off to rest, uh, despite the fact that the director had to miss his own sister's wedding to be on set. Um, The director sent a telegram, which was read out at the wedding reception by the best man, wishing his sister and brother-in-law best wishes, explaining with a message with double meaning that Doctor Who has prevented me from coming. Uh, you know, meaning that the show and fucking John Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, when they were trying to shoot the sequence where the invisible heat barrier singes the ground, uh, the effect was hindered by the fact that the location was hit by a freak snowstorm in early May, so they had to keep delaying it, so they were, were like, shit, we might not get the scenes we need after all. Um, at one point, which you know, made John Pertwee so mad that he fired up the motorbike and just drove off. Uh, As Pertwee recalls, he was like, I hit the roof using the most colourful language at my disposal and genuinely behaved in the most unprofessional manner. He was not exactly... He acknowledges it, at least. He, um... uh, That he wasn't fun to work with with certain people. Um, But uh, there have been certain directors where it's it's convinced that things have gone wrong. Also, real quick, uh, the scene where Joe get gets her and the Doctor lost by holding the roadmap upside down mm-hmm. was actually inspired by a real incident where John Pertwee and Katie Manning were driving to a location shoot and the exact same thing happened. Jesus. So if that felt a little bit weird, it's because it actually happened. And they yeah. were just like, let's just put this in. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so they were, the like, filming episode. when they got lost, or...? No, 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 no. It, it's just a they reference to, like, it. the time that they okay. did it when they were going to a location shoot, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so the Doctor chants at the gargoyle, and it freaks out, uh, and the ma- Master's, like, mentally, like, well, fuck, alright, we'll come back then. And he, the gargoyle runs off. He chanted a Venetian lullaby, 
And the doctor's like, the fuck was that? And the master is talking to a balding guy from the bar saying we need to meet town meeting. Proves to him that he was the one doing all the shit at the dig. And he's like, shit, okay, we'll do that. The witch brings in a ton of books for the doctor to figure out how to explain it. And we get into a rabbit season, duck season fight. And the brig, and it, it, it's more so magic, science, magic, science, magic, science, science, magic, fuck. <laughs> um, and the brig calls in to ask what the fuck is happening. And the heat barrier is a full circle. And the go doctor goes, okay, what about on top? Uh, it's a dome though. So that doesn't work. The doctor shows them a whole bunch of slides of things with horns. And he's like, horned people, demons that came to Earth and have fun here now. From millions of years ago. Thousands, hundreds of years ago. And the creatures are a-world, but not really evil? Um, time to end the world again. Oh boy. And the master calls out to oh everyone boy. on their shit that he told them. And, like, they, that they Shit's told good. them. Because he was oh. pretending to be a priest, right? The master. And he was like, remember that time you told me you cheated on your wife? Man, y'all all have sin, don't ya? And the doctor is Go making a plan to keep the... And the barkeep is sneaking around. The brig is blasting his way into the uh, barrier if he can, because that's all he knows is blowing things up. They're going to build an energy exchange or something, but the engineer doesn't understand what the fuck he's talking about. So the doctor is going to head to the barrier to talk to him instead. With Yates and Mike Stang, or Yates and Benton staying behind. The master says, hey, everybody, obey me or I'll kill you. And they're like, okay. And he calls his gargoyle and they're like, oh shit, you were telling the truth. Someone tries to steal the Briggs helicopter. There's a fight and it takes off and Benton can't stop it. It flies over the doctor's car, is fucking with them. Doctor's driving away. There's a chase. Uh, he's trying to shove him into the heat barrier, but the doctor takes a sudden sharp turn. Helicopter tra- uh, throws itself into the barrier. Joe is thrown out of the car. Uh, helicopter explodes. Doctor tosses a rock inside that even blows up after Joe is sent back to the pub to be taken care of by a doctor. He tells the Briggs, go get some wires and we can figure this out. Meanwhile, the master is summoning some shit and Joe is having a moment in the pub and then is put to sleep. <laughs> then Joe the master having a moment in the pub. She is. The master calls again for Azel, I believe is what they called it, which was a weird name. I'm surprised they didn't just go with, a z- with like Azazel, because that's the normal demon well, name. Okay, remember, they're trying to very, like, not make direct comparison to, like, I guess. Christian fig. And I mean, they do have a moment, sort of spoiler, later on where they're like, uh, he's saying, like, Azal, and then, um, uh, what's the name? Witch lady. I forgot her name already. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, oh, like, Azazel, the fallen angel. And, like, that's the closest we get. It's like, just in case you haven't gotten it, this is, like, fucking meant to be a specific thing, but shh, don't tell the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Master calls Azel up again, and there's another earthquake fire thing that happens, and then it starts coming after the Master, and he's like, no! And then that's the episode. No! That's right! Plot twist. This is the first time that a cliffhanger has actually been that the master's in trouble. Um, not the doctor or Joe or anyone else for that matter. Uh, 
That's right. We've got a, a, a um, <laughs> it was a pretty pretty shocking plot twist. Uh, one thing that I'm a bit sad that you didn't see, dear, or didn't really wait. No, you did point it out. Um, there's a, when there's a signpost uh, pointing to Devil's End at the end of episode two. Uh, there's another part of the sign seen pointing to a village named Satan Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did point it out. Is, it, it you did. It is it is lovely. Um, so another little hint, uh, uh, amazing little bit of production design for you. Uh, the symbols on the collar that the master's ceremonial robe are they're from the 16th century occult alphabet known as Theban, uh, and from left to right it actually translates to master. So there you go. His mm. his collar actually says master on it. Uh, also, episode two of this is the 300th episode of Doctor Who, if you don't count story arcs, if you count, like, actual individual tiny episodes, mm-hmm. this is the 300th one. Uh, we have not watched that many, because yeah. we've skipped a lot, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, so, also, real quick, we said this was, um, uh, we said this was John Pertwee's favourite serial. It's also... Uh, Nicholas Courtney, who played the Brig, it's his second favourite episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of who, uh, when he uh, answers the call and calls up Unit being like, hey, where is everyone? A, don't know if you noticed, but a uh, a female hand hands him the phone initially. Um, and supposedly, this is where it gets a little bit weird. Uh, Nicholas Courtney suggested... Uh, including that the Brigadier has a wife, whom he'd proposed that might be called Fiona. Uh, Terence Dix, the script editor, was not in favour of this. However, it was... It, so it wasn't included in the scripts. But uh, the character would eventually be, debut in some audio adventures years later. Uh, mm-hmm. And some books. Um, but I, it's kind of weird how, like, against it um, Terence Dix was. He was like, no, no, we're not... He, no, he's not getting a wife. No, don't do this. Um, although it kind of becomes important that he gets a wife very much later on, <laughs> because it's kind of needed. Um, uh, another tiny, tiny little fact that isn't that interesting, but it's interesting to some degree. Uh, Olivia Hawthorne was initially, at one stage, Olivia Featherstone, but they decided to change it, possibly because Featherstone sounds a little bit too crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um which I completely agree with. Hawthorne sounds better, not just because there's a suburb near me called Hawthorne. Um, <laughs> the so okay, filming of this episode actually took place in a small village in in Aldborn. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that right wrong, um, but I I'm not from Britain or the Midlands or wherever the fuck this mm-hmm. place is. Um, uh, they they were so excited to have people uh, to have people filming there that um, uh, the 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 village residents appeared as extras in it, um, and they even had uh, <laughs> the Headington Quarry Morris dancers performing a routine in episode four, uh, a little dancing routine, uh, <laughs> which Deer's probably going what, and then remembered oh that's right. <laughs> That's right. They were dancers. Shocking. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, what happens in the next episode, dear? 
well, the master survives uh, by driving it back. Joe decides to sneak out and go to the cavern. We see the demon's ankles and it goes, why the fuck do you want to talk to me? I'm a goat man. Uh, I'll think about you being leader. I am a goat. Uh, but don't worry, I might destroy the world if I come back. We destroyed Atlantis. This planet smells like failure and is like, it's cool. I trust you. And so he leaves and Joe gets strangled by some vines. Uh, the master next time is going to try really hard to summon and control his Azel for this time around. Joe is dead. The doctor heads off to the motorcycle village. Crap, please. <laughs> yes. Heads back down to the cavern and sees a gargoyle, gets scared. Also, Mike is here. Mike figured out that there's force fields all around that are controlling the fire field. The doctor is being aimed at by a gun on his motorcycle, though, as he's driving back. But he falls off of it, runs away from the gun. Benton is trying to reach help and doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Brig and Benton finally talk and wonder where the doctor is. There's an entire fucking festival outside in a maypole. Some men with sticks. They're playing cricket and shit. I don't know. Doctor tries to get through. They stop him. Benton wants to go help, but a man fucking attacks him with a cricket bat. And then the witch smacks him with her purse, which has her uh, scrying orb in it. And then they call the doctor a witch. And they're like, you know what to do with witches. Let's burn him. And then the real witch says that the doctor is actually a great wizard. And he tries to reason with all the villagers to save him. And he says, light, blow up. And then Benton shoots a light. And everyone's like, whoa. And then (laughs) that one dude, oh. That one dude doesn't believe him still, so he calls Bessie over and it drives over him. And the master is doing some ritual shit. Joe tries to stop him, but it's too late. And she gets captured and tied up. The ritual uh, keeps going. Doctor tries to talk to the villagers. He goes, nah, y'all are dumb. None of this is magic. The the master uses angry emotions to call Azel here, which is like, isn't that just how my magic works? Like, that's how I've always been told my magic works. And she's like, nah, it's not the same. Uh, But if the energy exchanger works, they'll all be okay. Otherwise, there's nothing for them to do but sit and wait. The master also tries to use Joe as a sacrifice in order to get all the power. Uh, uh, Yates escapes being tied up, goes to tell the doctor all the stuff that he knows. The doctor uh, makes everyone spread out into two whole groups and wants to activate the power exchanger. Sorry, one sec. Uh, you okay? I need, I need water. I, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, they split up in two groups, and then they want to activate the power actuator. Pretty sure Osgood's not two groups. No. Uh, the doctor wants to activate the power exchanger and get everything going. and the, Because the master's ready to fucking kill Joe, and is holding her like, this is fucked up. And... Everyone, there's a, a dude next to her that is holding Joe that's like, dude, no, like, this is fucked up. Like, what? And then the brigadier sees a hole starting to be made in the field from the power exchanger, and they all start driving through. And Goatman is having a headache, and Gargoyle is also having trouble, so the doctor runs inside. The brig drives the machine through the barrier, and it fucking explodes. And the doctor has made it in, and everyone at the ritual killing is at a ritual killing killing standstill. It's a it's a kill off. It's a it's a Mexican ritual killing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the brig just tries to shoot the gargoyle to fix everything, so they could get past it to go help the doctor. It does nothing. The master goes, "Hey, Azel, uh, could you just kill the doctor?" And the Azel's like, "Wait, why though?" And then the doctor's like, "I just want to talk, bruh." 
and he's like, okay, what about? And he's like, I'm going to threat you. And he's like, why are you lying? You're, I literally know you're lying. And then he's like, I don't know. I, I thought I would make you trust me or whatever. Like, I thought you would believe it. And the master keeps trying to command Azel. And Azel's like, what the fuck did I tell you to not fucking do? I told you one time to not do this and not try to command me. Like, what the fuck, bruh? And then the doctor calls the master a lot he, that he's a lot like Hitler. And Azel does a yell. Um, Azel decides to pass on, to the ah. on the power. And the master's like, great. And he's like, but not to you. And he's like, but oh, oh. And he's going to give it to the doctor. And the doctor's like, wait. No, I don't want that. So he's like, all right, well, fuck. I have to give it to someone. Uh, let's give it to the master. Time is short. So he goes to kill the doctor. Um, and <sighs> Joe jumps in front of him. And Azel starts having a data heart attack because it doesn't make log logical sense that she did that. And everyone needs to run for it far, far away from the church. The church blows up. Bunch of old ladies come out of their homes. And I only say that because it was only really older women that came out of their homes after the church blew up. I don't know. The the Listen, master... <laughs> it's true. The master is being held prisoner again. And he totally cannot escape. And we learn Joe saved yep. the day by being rational. The master then suddenly throws his cape over Benton's head. Jumps into Bessie and drives away. Oh, no. And, and and then the doctor just controls it and brings it straight back. And they finally totally have him under entire arrest. And there's absolutely no way that he's getting away. Which lady is happy to have things back to normal. And they're like, let's just enjoy May Day again and have a fertility dance. And they do. And that's the episode. And then they all have sex. Yes. So, <clears throat> real quick. Uh, the bit of Yates and the Brigadier's dialogue at the end, where um, uh, Yates f cheekily asks uh, if, if uh, the Brig wants to dance, and then the Brig replies that he'd rather just have a pint, uh, was completely ad-libbed, and I'm glad it was, because it's, it's, a, it's a fun little, fun little conversation. Um, uh, but yeah, the demons, the demons, the dibbity-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Uh, also, real quick, they had an unofficial uh, advisor who who helped them on the supernatural stuff. Mm. He was. It wasn't like someone professional. It was just someone who was interested in. Oh, of course, I forgot about the other important thing. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, Miss Hawthorne calls the Doctor the Great Wizard Quee Quai Quad. Yeah. Uh, those of you who know your Latin, uh, Quee Quai and Quad are all versions of Latin for who. <laughs> Uh -huh. He's the great wizard who, because he's Doctor Who. <laughs> uh huh. The demons. What do you think, Diff? I don't know, like a six. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty good. But I... that's the end of season eight. Yeah. As I say, I didn't eight. hate it, but I didn't exactly like enjoy it that much. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm that's fair. That's completely fair. But that's season eight now. We're in full swing with John Pertwee. We've had two seasons now of him. And mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to stop anytime soon. Because oh next we've got season nine. And season nine's a big boy. It's a big a boy. Uh, oh, uh, oh, it's a big a boy. Uh. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because next episode, 
It's been a while, but they're back. It's been a while. Day of the Daleks. Oh. That's right. We haven't seen them in so long and they're finally back. Spoilers. Why did it- why were they gone for so long? Why are they back now? We'll get to that. I have the answers, but I'm not going to tell you now, because fuck you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Day of the Daleks! Next episode, goodbye! Bye.